it's yucky. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back once again. It's the Organic Football Podcast. Wrapping up week seven here on Monday Night Football, and the Chicago Bears are getting stomped into the California turf in L.A. It's 24-3 in the fourth quarter, but they are putting together a little bit of a drive here. So if Nick Foles can manage not to throw any more interceptions in the end zone, that'd be great. Uh, we'll find out, but I uh, want to go ahead and introduce my co-host as we, you know, wrap up this week seven. Everybody has a lot of different fantasy news and stuff going on this week. So, Brad, I'll send it over to you first, man. I know you were moving this weekend. You got you didn't get to maybe check out as many games as you wanted to because, you know, you had to move, which is always a pain in the ass. So tell me how your weekend went, bro. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a big move. Three-bedroom apartment got moving like a day and a half, so. But I started checking in. I mean, I tried to stay fantasy relevant. Quickly noticed that I was going to lose by a landslide. So I quickly checked out, tried to move a couple boxes a little quicker. And, uh, yeah, did not ease any of the pain. (laughs) And how far uh, did you move, Brad, from your old place again? Uh, We're going to go a good uh, organic football terms, two football lengths away. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if you saw that as Nick Foles gets sacked on fourth and goal and the Rams look like they're going to take over as they just continue to dominate this game. Funny thing about moving, Mark, one thing I do recommend to people, all people that move, get your internet set up. (laughs) That is a crucial, important piece of information. You would not have to hotspot it like I am now. (laughs) Day of the move. Make sure that that internet guy is coming. 200 yards away. I thought you could just plug and play, but nope. Apparently, it's a complicated process to plug in a router. It don't work like that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they need to send their yeah. technician out to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tough week, man. I, I think you started to check in with me. But, yeah, tough week for me. Again, I lose. I'm four-game losing streak. It's been rough. Uh, my team puts up points, but... I know I just I just lose every week, so there's there's that. But that's fantasy for you. You got to keep plugging away. So I keep saying it's tougher to watch the film. It is touch, tough to watch the film each week now, and and really sit there and and digest all the all the plays that kind of led to my demise and that kind of stuff. But well, you could be watching some new players now, aren't you? I'm going to watch some new players. I got different. Well, I mean, I've watched these players already. So any player I'm picking up, I definitely wanted. Um, but yeah, I definitely made some trades today. Moving and shaking, Rich. I mean, so go ahead and fill us in, man. Uh, and b- before we get into your trade, uh, you know, the trades that you pulled off today, I just want to mention, I mean, some listeners might be out there thinking, oh, these guys are on a four-game losing streak or, you know, they're sitting there hovering around 500 or whatever the case may be. And, well, there might be some leagues out there where the competition ain't so fierce and so stiff. But in our league, man, there's no easy wins. So it's it's a grind from day one. And, hey, man, we're all kind of feeling it, you know, coming off some losses this week. But it just goes to show that, a lot of good squads and uh, good fantasy managers in our league, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean definitely we have we have great competition in our league. I think it's also a point to be said too. Like yeah, oh, oh baby, Mark, Marky, Mark. Oh, there's the flag. Oh no, come on. Oh, every time. Do not. That's his third one taken away. Holding on the offense. Offense. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh, Mark needed that touchdown, defensive touchdown from the Bears right there. That puts him in the lead, correct? I have no idea. If it doesn't put me in the lead, it puts me close. I don't know. Dude, that's I literally came on this thing, and you're like, yeah, life sucks, fantasy football, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you just need to pick six, and you're in this. And you're like, yeah, yada, 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 life sucks. And now look at you. Look how happy you are. Clicking your toes and fucking dancing along. What am I down by a point? Mark, you are in the lead by 1.08. Well, I'll say I desperately need this, and let's spin some clock. How many points is it till he actually loses points? Well, he, he's going to lose another chunk, I think, if they score again. I'm going to look it up. If they get to 28, I believe I'll get a minus I think it's 28. One. They're at 24. No, you lose a point then. I'll lose so a you'll point. still be at point eight. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so he's 17 to 24. Okay, yeah, when you get to 28 to 34, it's negative one. So you'll lose the, the point there. Well, maybe we'll just get another Ooh. sack, strip sack, fumble recovery for a touchdown on this next there drive. You there you go. All right. Well, good. Well, you know what? I've been waiting for this moment where it's been like this, like actual like tension and something goes our way. Like this is the whole point of why we've been doing this. Like now you see what it's all about. You forgot <laughs> when Mahomes went off for 40? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, had one other good night. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. This, this seemed a little different right now. You, you, <laughs> you were literally on the air sounding glum as could be down in the doldrums <laughs> a little bit man a little bit. Uh, so happy to see you guys did i mention that yeah. fantasy blues man singing them blues <laughs> uh, speaking of blues brad i heard you were munching on some sour blues over there buddy so tell me what you got from select elites the nanos one of my favorite products you know uh, edibles aren't usually your jam brad but i think you're going to uh you know, go ahead and munch some tonight, and we're going to check in a little bit later and see, uh, you know, how they're affecting you. So what's the good word, bro? Munched. Munched. Munch you, you got them all in now? They're all down? Ta-da. They're all gone. So that was a full bag. It was not a full bag. It was 140 milligrams. There were 10 milligrams oh. missing. Mm. Okay. All right. 140, man. So, I mean, I might be able to get – Brad to crack a smile in like a half hour or something. I don't know. 140 milligrams from me and I'd be rolling around laughing at everything. But Brad, maybe I can crack a smile. We'll see. If you didn't if you didn't catch that, he's going for a dab. Oh. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> but I'm not surprised. I will say that. Right. No joke. But no, hey, real quick. I was getting into that point before the Bears made a miraculous touchdown. Miraculous. But Mark, I'm rooting for you too, buddy, because the, the difference between me being in sixth place and seventh place is you winning tonight. So I, oh, I would boy. like you to, I would like you to win as well so I can remain in sixth place. Um, but that's what I was saying. Yeah, I've got four losses. And yeah, I, I, I like, you know, you question yourself a little bit. You're like, okay, like, you know, are, are people going to listen to me? They got to understand too, like, you know, this is kind of how it goes in fantasy. Oh, yeah. You cannot control all the factors. So, you know, my, my knowledge is based in what I see, what I analyze. It's all still there. It's That's that's a different story. I am also going to be – I'll be in the second highest scorer in the league after this week. So it's like, you know, you have to you have to take that look and, and look at your roster. Okay, I've lost four in a row, but do I like my roster? Do I like this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I did like my roster, but I also, I also felt like a change was in order. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, like you said, sometimes you, when you're talking about it, you can just throw the record out the window, you know, in your mind and just look at your at the roster that you have. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it always comes down to the winning losses. So that's why those W's are so valuable. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what it boils down to. But I think that's also why we've created a lot of a lot of sectors that that mm-hmm. like go off to where the points are as well because that is a yeah. good representation of good teams as well. I think there is that balance between head to head stuff, but also rosters and points. You know, if if you're creating a good roster and a team that's scoring points, focus it on that. You know, like the week to week stuff is where the fluke and the lucky stuff comes into it. So um, you create a roster. Look at the roster. Is it analytically is it a good roster up and down you can look at it and see what's good and what's not and and go from there sweet well let's guys let's go ahead and mention our social media so everybody's checking us out on there uh we are on instagram we are on facebook and we are on several of your favorite pod platforms so that's where to find us and we just always encourage everybody to check in and you know let us know how your fantasy season's going and you know, uh, we'll uh, keep dropping the fantasy nuggets on everybody as we keep grinding through this season. Yeah, Rich? For sure, man. Yeah, we're, we're trying to – I actually – I saw a couple of different other little pod platforms I'm going to try to get us on. So I forget nice. what they were off uh, – what they are offhand. But um, there's new ones, like, popping up. So I might as well go get us on there. And every time yeah. one pops up, I'll, I'll get us there. So we'll Sweet, be on man. all the pod platforms. But I, I do think most people listen on – uh, Apple or iHeart, something like that. So we're we're there, we're there, we're available for you. You all right, Brad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So like we said, Brad moved this weekend, and I think he was really busy. And you know, you know how it goes when you're moving. And he's finally sitting in his new closet, checking out his new studio digs, and he's kind of like, "Hey, man, this is kind of spacious in here." I was looking for something. Oh, yeah. well, can't find out where it went. It might be in the shoes. No. We had some hats in here. It's a little. It's a lot brighter than I'm used to. So I was gonna put a hat on, and I can't find where all my hats went. <laughs> somewhere. Very good. You notice where all the shoes are. Well, let me know if you find a giant bag of shake in the corner that you forgot about. No. Even though you just moved there. It might have been a gram of wax under that fridge, but that's about it. <laughs> Definitely no shake in that house. All right, guys. Well, let's get into these games here, man. We got a lot of recapping to do. And, Rich, we did mention your trades briefly, and we'll uh, definitely hit on those a little bit later, I think. But uh, one game we just got to talk about is fresh in everybody's mind, man. I mean, what happened on Sunday Night Football? It was pretty amazing, that game last night between the Seahawks and the Cardinals, back and forth. It just there's so many points that we could get started on talking about this game. The bottom line is the Cardinals pulled out a huge victory, moved to five and two on the season. Kyler Murray really shined, but uh, just that fourth quarter in overtime, Rich, uh, it was feeling like deja vu of that six to six tie they played to a few years back, except a lot more scoring this time around. Yeah, I, I mean, hilariously, yeah, it's like I, I was literally sitting there on my freaking couch watching it going. Are we headed? Are we headed for a tie? Are we walking out of here with another tie out of the, yeah. this matchup again? And it's like, you know, you're watching that game, and and you don't have a lot of faith as a Cardinals fan that that you're going to win that game ultimately because that's just how it goes with Seattle and our building is that we pretty much don't walk out of there with a victory. So it's just like really good to see that. I I, I thought the fight in Kyler Murray was was absolutely unbelievable um, to just to go out there he made the mistake through that poor interception really really bad ball i don't know what he was doing there mm. 
unbelievable right after that Russell Wilson pick back to back um, really killed us on that one. And, you know, our team just fought the whole team fought the defense fought. They played really well. So I was impressed overall. They overcame a missed field goal in overtime, which after I saw that thing, after he made it before the timeout, Zane Gonzalez makes the kick. There's a timeout and he has to line up again for the 41 yarder pulls it left and, for them to defense to make a stand to stop Russell Wilson in overtime after that momentum swing, man, and that was impressive. Did you see Cliff Kingsbury's face when that happened? He was literally yeah. like, "Oh, I fucked up." He yeah. knew. I yeah, fucked up. he knew. Oh, I fucked up real big. Yeah, yeah. I fucked up that time. He said it after the game. He said, "Yeah, you know, that was pretty much a debacle." I think he called it. And so, you know, that's that's the thing you got to realize about Kingsbury too is he's a young coach. Mm-hmm. He, this is his second year being a head coach. He's learning the job. He's learning some of this stuff. He's going to make his own type of rookie mistakes, those type of things. So uh, when it happened, I was like, I was losing it. (laughs) Come on. It's, it's second down. I I didn't understand it. I I couldn't understand. Well, no, it's because Kyler got crushed and they got minus two yards on the run. And he's like, dude, we're not going to get pushback anymore. This oh defense is cooking. We're not going to get a turnover or anything. Let's just kick it and go home. And then they yeah. had that. They had that. Uh, what's it called? False start or no delay game? It was. And so that pushed him back. And then I don't know. It was, it was crazy. No, it wasn't delay yeah, game. But, That's right. They called the timeout. That's what it was. They called a timeout because they were so well because it was going to be a delay game. Yeah. They called like, it at one second. Two. Okay, but you're second and fifteen. Like I, I, I just, I, I never, I couldn't understand the concept there of, of just okay tapping out. Okay, we'll take the field goal. Even run the ball, run the ball, set up your your kicker, like put him on the hash he wants, and and then be good and run the clock down, then kick the field goal. <laughs> like uh, even one down, I, I, I would take a play at second down and then a kick on third down in case you fumble the fucking. Yeah, run the ball. You run the ball on second down. And then you take up as much time as you possibly can. You you, you kick the ball on third down. But en- enough on that. Now, let's focus on what they did right. And I wanted to call out a couple things, guys. In the, I believe both of these plays happened in overtime. Byron Murphy had a huge sack. Vance Joseph dialed it up on Russell Wilson. And also that Isaiah Simmons came up big. Brad, Isaiah the Messiah, you called him out. I mean, both of those plays, I mean, by the defense were huge. Did you see how fast he dropped into in that pass coverage? Oh, yeah. Russ was not expecting that. And so that's what I'm telling you. That's that freaking nature. And I think you're starting to see him. He's going to start coming into his own. But you're right about that sack. Man, they, they literally dropped down like they were all going to blitz. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled back and they just sent one guy from the outside. And they were like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And boom, that was a huge, huge sack. And- and credit to Murphy for going low and wrapping him up because Russ Wilson can escape, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When I closed my eyes as that was happening for a second, I had this vision of him just just escaping that thing. And then, do, 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 I'm gone. I'm like, oh, God. I was fucking so worried. And that play where DK got his touchdown and they freaking called it back. I was like, oh, thank God. That was crazy. Crazy game. Bro. Yeah. I was down 30 at that, at that moment. So I was like, yeah, you can call it back. I ain't winning. <laughs> Call that shit back. <laughs> ah, Nick Foles intercepted again, man. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, the Bears are looking like they might mount a comeback, but Foles just tossed up a duck to a stumbling Jimmy Graham, and Jalen Ramsey was right there to, for the pick. So on the Seattle side of that game, guys, uh, DK, Brad, 
we got to talk about him and just, yeah, his stat sheet didn't show it, but everybody's seen that replay of him just galloping like a gazelle uh, to go catch Buda Baker, who it didn't appear to me that Buda Baker had slowed up very much, man. He still looked like he was going at his top speed. Dude, that wasn't a gazelle. <laughs> that was a cheetah hunting a gazelle. For real. Like, did you see him just weaving? Just like, I'm going to get you. And then he grabbed, like, and then you even see when he came back, he looked like fear, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And then <laughs> the geek is like, ah, and just grabbed him, you know? Like, that was the cheetah eating a gazelle. You could tell Buddha was like shocked to see somebody yeah. on its tail. He like looked back just because it was like the right thing to do. Just double check. He, He's like, whoa, TK's right there. He probably heard the footsteps, man. No doubt, dude. He was so- striding, dude. Big strides. No, he's a beast. That was a big play in that game because it yeah. just changed the whole it changed the whole momentum spectrum of that game like crazy because it, we didn't end up scoring. We didn't no. score a point. And then, uh, and then they, they came down and scored right on us. And it was crazy, yeah. man. Like I, at that point in the game, I was like, wow, we, we don't have a chance in this game. But yeah, uh, you have to give credit to Vance Joseph for bringing something in that second half where he was able to shut down Russell Wilson in that offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like something – you don't really do. You don't really see. Russ Wilson pretty much cooks and does whatever he wants right now. So interesting to see that. One note on the injury side, we saw Chris Carson go down in that game. So something to look at. I know Carlos Hyde was out there tearing it up after he, he went down. Uh, I did see today that Carlos Hyde himself has a little bit of a hammy going on. Something to look at again, even deeper behind all that. So that's the situation to look at. And... You know, Travis Homer will be sitting back there. He'd be a good pickup if both those guys aren't playing. I thought Homer is a little bit banged up too uh, recently. Or I think he was, and then they they, they didn't want to utilize him in this game, and that's mm. that's why. Like now he's all they got. Well, no, well, now he's now he'll be fine. But mm. in that game specifically, that's why you saw basically all Carlos Hyde was because they didn't really want to use Travis Homer in that in that in that game itself. So so it will be I mean you'll have to monitor monitor the injury reports and see, you know, uh, if you want to play it prospectively, you could you could drop a Travis Homer or a Carlos Hyde on the on the waiver wire or you could wait and see what happens and then try to see it as more of a spot start cuz Chris Carson sounds like he's going to try to tough it out anyway too. So yeah. he's he's a tough cat, so we'll see what happens. Speaking of running back pickups, Mark, AJ Dillon. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I scooped him up on a whim, man. Uh thought he might Yeah, you know, I've been interested in him as a rookie, but He's kind of buried on that depth chart, so yeah. he'll probably be a drop at some point. When I saw that, I was like, I started searching all my articles. I was like, is there something I didn't read? <laughs> but nope, there was nothing. Well, Aaron Jones wasn't playing that game, and there was some chatter that A.J. Dillon, they might give him a bl- little bit more of a look. But that's not how it played out, so oh well. Maybe like an eyebrow raise, not a look. He's a Cam Akers type situation now. I mean, mm-hmm. that it's the same type of thing. That guy, A.J. Dillon, is definitely super talented and should get a look kind of buried. He's a little buried on the depth chart. and You know, they, they said um, Aaron Jones was like a minor calf strain, and he was wanting to play. So, again, the Packers took it took it conservative and, and sat their player out. They did it to Devonte Adams when they're trying to bring him back. They made him sit one extra week. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Jones likely to play this week coming up. All right, guys. Well, it's episode 30, you know, and which is a huge deal for us. So fist bumps all around. But I want to say, I don't think one time in this entire time one we've time. been doing this, one time we've mentioned <laughs> a punter, but I want to <laughs> call out Johnny Hecker of these LA Rams 
all yeah. game long. He's been pinning the Bears inside the five. It's been it's been pretty crazy. So I mean, you know, that just that's a field position battle. Uh, you don't get the fantasy stats from your punter, but part of the game, man. Oh, I'll tell you, man. I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Mark, because that tells me you you know a lot about football right now. Because that, yeah, the, the field position game can play such a role. Like if it's not playing in a game, then you don't notice it. It's not going yeah. on. But in like a game like this, when it's a grinder game and you have defense versus defense, and in my opinion, the Rams offense has done some things tonight, but um, this is more a game about the defenses. And when you play a defensive game, that field position is so critical. And you are absolutely right. This this special teams is killing it. The special teams mm-hmm. unit and, and Johnny Hecker specifically. Yeah, he's, he's going coffin corner and it's bouncing straight up in the air every time. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just catching it in like the three-yard line. It's pretty, pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd like to see the stat tonight of average field positions. Yeah. Or, man, yeah, is it I don't even know if he's had any touchbacks, honestly. Uh, he's been, like, right on the money. That's crazy. Well, and then Cordero Patterson's bringing it out of the end zone from, like, eight yards deep and bringing it out, and they only get into the 17. You're like, okay, like, yeah. what are we doing, man? We cannot get it. They've been behind the sticks the whole game, man, and they're going to yeah. lose. So. All right, guys, uh, anything else on that epic Seattle-Arizona matchup, man? Uh, you know – being out here in the valley, uh, I, we're taking a lot of pride in that victory over the Seahawks, man. That one felt good, yeah. Well, just think about the difference between being what was it, four and three, mm-hmm. and five and one, or no, five and two, yeah. and then being five and one and six and zero. Oh. Exactly. You know, like that's like holy cow! You went from a three game to a one game, and then they got that game in hand under their belt, and you know that helps in the uh, standings as well. Absolutely, we're two and zero in the division. Two and zero in the division. Win against Seattle. Win against San Francisco. So uh, we've definitely set ourselves up nicely. I definitely like where we're at, and uh, I just hope we don't get too full of ourselves this week. We got Miami next week after the bye. Big trap game. Yeah, that's what Larry's for, man. Did you see Larry on that on that last drive, like getting the ball every time out of the player's hand? Every time, he handed it to the center. Yep. You see the one where he got he got the catch, got tackled. He mm. threw it from the ground as yeah. he was like hitting the ground and finishing out the play. As yeah. he's on the ground, he goes whoop and throws it up to yeah, his uh, center, just so they could clock it and save time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Unreal. Did we mention the Kenyon Drake injury on the Cardinal side? We did not. Big injury. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's down a few weeks. It sounds like. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be worse. Honestly. Yeah, I thought he was done, man. I thought he was done for the year. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think we we all know clear cut. Chase Edmonds is a very nice handcuff, and I think you know very well, Mark, since he's on your yeah. team. Yeah, <laughs> so I I would look forward to that because I think I, to be honest with you, Chase Edmonds been the better back this year. I agree, man. He needs to get more touches, and for the next few weeks, it looks like he will. All right, guys. Brad, I I don't know. I I was going to text both you guys, actually, about this game, but I wanted to save it and, you know, see your gut reactions on when the Lions (laughs) and the Falcons got together, and at the end of the game, Todd Gurley scores an accidental touchdown. Uh, I mean, Rich, (laughs) when you saw that happen, I mean, I was in full-blown shock mode. My jaw was on the floor. Uh, what, What did you think, man? Well, listen to this story. This is coming from a guy who took Atlanta minus two. Even though I told myself I'm not betting on Atlanta games anymore, I still bet on Atlanta this weekend. So I had Atlanta minus two, right? And so they need to just come down and take a field goal and win the game like they should. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Todd Gurley 
cannot stop himself, literally could not stop himself from falling in the end zone mm. uh, and leaves the door open for Matthew Stafford to do what a Matthew Stafford likes to do and come down and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable, <laughs> man. <laughs> the Falcons found a new way to lose. It was pretty insane. Brad, what did you think about Gurley's whoops? I got a touchdown. I had to Google what game t- losing touchdown meant. <laughs> game losing touchdown. I was like, because honestly, I didn't watch the game because I was moving. And I, the good thing about moving without Wi-Fi, you get that little tiny cable antenna. Mm. You get all the local channels. So if it was on the broadcast, I watched it. But that was about it. But I did. Obviously, everyone's talking about it. So I had to Google it. And I saw the play. I saw him just try and stop. But his momentum carrying forward. But a game losing touchdown. Never once yeah. heard of that. That's crazy, man. It really is. And Detroit was, you know, Matt Patricia came out and said Detroit was trying to let him in, you know. So, I don't know. He encountered some resistance going through that line, but uh, I, I thought he would have had time to slow up. I don't know. No, the, the resistance was a stri- trying to strip the ball, mm. trying to give him to fumble. Uh, that was it. I see that. Okay. They're trying to rip the ball out. Because you can see him. He's just walking through, and they're like, all right, I'm going to try and rip the ball out. And if it doesn't work, let him in. He's just going to go in. Okay. Yeah, because the safety came up and met him at like the four yard line and tried. I was like, I was like, he did try to make a play, but you're right. I think he made a play on the ball. He tried to do a strip. He was trying to pick at it. Yep, that's right. You're right. Okay, because I was like, Matt Patricia's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I can see that now. Okay, that's all right. Matt Patricia's probably still full of shit. I don't know if I trust yes. that guy. He lied to me. He's full of shit. Yeah, anything else on that uh, Detroit-Atlanta game you guys wanted to hit? I don't think there were any big injuries or anything of note. Well, Julio was coming in and out of that game a lot. Um, I don't th- I don't know if he finished that game, to be honest with you. Uh, other than that, everybody seemed to remain healthy as could be. I think we're starting to see DeAndre Swift kind of separate himself in that backfield. I, I, I didn't know if we'd see that for sure, but it seems like there's a little bit of a shift at least. A little less carry on Johnson and a little mm-hmm. bit less Adrian Peterson and a little bit more to DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift's side. So. The Rook looks like he's coming into his own. It sounded like a Louis Vegas song. <laughs> oh, God. A, Louis Vegas, a little bit of da-da-da in my life. <laughs> a little bit of more fantasy in my life. I need a little bit of Rogers on my side. Lubega. Oh, you you heard my song. <laughs> you know, Sweet. he makes me feel all right. All right. Uh, next game up on the list, guys. There was a big injury in this game, and that would be the Cleveland Browns at the Bengals. Back and forth game, and pretty rough to see OBJ, you know, one of the stars, one of the best receivers in the game, even though he's on, you know, not the best passing offense. Uh, he is out. He's got a torn ACL. So what does that mean to you, Rich? I mean, he's got a lot of rehab in front of him, and it's tough to see him go down like that. Tough to see any player take these ACLs, man. I, I hate that. It's it's the one thing where it's like – and it's almost as soon as it happens, you know it too. You're like, oh, dude, that's an ACL. So, yeah, nobody wants to see that stuff. Fantasy-wise, let's take a look at it. He leaves the game. Rashard Higgins comes in. Really fills in great. There's another wide receiver, Peoples-Jones is his name, I believe. 
he filled in pretty great out there too. They were looking good. So to be honest with you, I think Jarvis Landry is going to play the rest of the year, but he's injured. So he's a tough guy. He's going to be out there every week, but they're going to be looking for other pass catchers. So I like Rashad Higgins a lot. Peoples Jones may be another notch down, but we also saw, I don't know if you saw it, Mark, but um, this kid, Harrison Bryant, the rookie tight end came in Mm. and obviously, you know, Austin Hooper didn't play this weekend with appendicitis. So that kind of muddles the playing field here when he gets back. But Harrison Harrison Bryant came out and got two touchdowns, I believe it was, and 17 points or something like that in standard scoring. So he um, he came out there and looked really good. I mean, besides the stats, he looked really great. He looked like Austin Hooper, but in better shape, I might say, I guess, and a little more athletic. Uh, so he, he looks great. So let's see what happens here. If David Njoku is shipped out, mm. Cleveland runs a lot of two tight end sets. So I wouldn't mind rostering a both Harrison Bryant or an Austin Hooper, to be honest with you, if, if he's out of there, but if they just roll with three tight ends, oh boy, then you're, then you're just never going to know who's going to catch the ball. Well, guys, it looks like this bears Rams game is wrapping up with the Rams pulling off the 24 to 10 victory. And both teams are now going to be five and two. Did you pull it off? <sighs> going to take a little look. See Brad, you don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> I prefer not to look. I'm pretty sure I don't have internet and you won by point eight. According to this, I won 76.7 to 74.62. Ring it up. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Cha-ching. Ring, ding, 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 dong. Sorry, Zach. Not today. Not today, buddy. Uh, Bears pulled it out for me. Wow. You know, the nothing was going right till we popped on here on the podcast, guys. So I think you guys are my good luck charms after all. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) We're like the Care Bears of fantasy football. (laughs) The Care Bears? Yeah. Well, that's our first Care Bears reference in 30 episodes. I can tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) What power do you have? Fantasy shine. (laughs) good shit did they just get a pick six oh my god it's working dude i I don't know man i can't believe it i needed that one though i finally had a low scoring matchup not that i wanted to have a low scoring matchup but my opponent didn't blow up the you know house this time around so gotta take him where he can get him man that's that's how the pendulum swings am i right for sure, man. If you told me this week that I was going against Derrick Henry and he was going to have, what, 13 points and A.J. Brown was going to have 22 mm. and I was going to lose by 40, <laughs> I was going to be like, uh, go fuck no. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But it happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. What were we talking about? All right. Yeah, we, we were talking about OBJ getting hurt. Uh, you talked about the tight ends a little bit there, Rich. Uh, on yeah. the Cincinnati side, Joe Burrow having a big day. Uh, yeah, I mean, this kid, He's we were predicting him maybe to have a year two type of uh, – earlier in the year we were like, okay, he's a rookie. He's coming in on a bad team. It might take him a year before he's something, but – He's something already, man. He's put him on. He's put that team on his back, and is like, yeah. nah, let's do this. I mean, they're averaging like forty throws a game, so mm. they're putting the ball in his hands and trusting him to do what he does. And you know, he's making he's making some mistakes here and there. Cleveland literally dropped two interceptions, like right, and like no one else around, just standing there waiting for the ball. Um, so he he still has that rookie stuff in him. 
uh, you know, we'll get to it later, but he's like Herbert. They, they have, they are rookies. They are exciting, exciting rookies though. They have high end talent. So Joe Burrow has been slinging it and he's tearing it up. So even, you know, considering there's three wide receivers there who are really catching the ball, but if they yeah. throw the ball, you throw the ball 40 times, uh, that's that's a lot of value. There's a lot of targets to go around. So, I mean, they throw the ball to the running backs a little bit too, but can all three of these guys average 10 targets the rest of the way? Probably. And his connection with T. Higgins, the other rookie, is, is looking pretty nice these last few games. I was shocked the first game he threw 45 times and not one interception, and I was like, He's going to be good. Mm. Yeah, you always click that mute button when you take a drink, Mark. <laughs> I'm doing the editing here, Brad. I'll make as much noise on my track as I want. Touche. Yeah, Dan- dance around. He could dance around yeah, and do it. Throw a party. I could have had the game with the fucking volume on. Touche. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, next one up, guys. This was a good game. And. A pretty crazy finish uh, between the last two undefeated teams, the Steelers and the Titans. And now it's the Steelers are the only one left in the whole NFL that are undefeated. I think they're 6-0. and oh. And, you know, Tennessee lost it on a Steven Goskowski missed field goal at the end. They were trying to tie it. History repeats itself. It's crazy. <laughs> Goskowski has been uh, quite the roller coaster this year, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I don't know, man. He's he's missing big time kicks. I know he's made some like he almost seems like he's automatic from forty plus, except when it counts. Mm. And then he's like fifty fifty. It's yeah, like those odds go drastically down. And man, I Mike Vrabel always seems pretty chill when he misses those field goals, but I know he's he's pretty heated. Yeah. <laughs> he's just looking there like he's like calm, cool, and relaxed. He's like Dude, I know you're like just want to kill him. And Rich, those defenses were hitting out there in that game, man. You could, I mean, both sides of the ball. You could really see why both those teams were undefeated going in. Uh, I would expect both these teams to be playoff contenders. Just, just the way these rosters are built uh, on both sides of the ball, really. The Titans' defense is is a little behind, but I think it's getting there. I think it's mm. starting to round into form. Whereas Pittsburgh is fine-tuned to what they do um yeah they had i mean they give up a big old giant 88 yard touchdown to aj brown you take that out of the equation from this from this day they pretty much dominated the day all over it so tennessee titans offense is is going to be very good it's going to be very very good i i do think um a physical defense so when we you know out of out of fantasy life here but um Mm -hmm. When we get into like real football and talking playoff football, I think teams like uh, Pittsburgh and the Ravens, they have enough defensive volatility to come after uh, Derrick Henry and, and manage the game better from that aspect. So they have, they have the secret sauce, I would say, um, you know, they, I think the book is kind of getting out a little bit too. I mean, they're still going to have to, you know, group tackle on Derrick Henry, but, you know, a lot of guys have, have dove at his feet and tried to wrap him up low and all, do all that and get down on his feet and grab. His legs are too powerful for that. So what you, ha- you have is it's counterintuitive, but you have to stay up high on him. Mm-hmm. Because when you get up, if you get up high, at least once you get up high and wrap him, you have him within your contain and someone else can come and help you finish the play. Yeah, no doubt. Whereas, whereas if you're at his feet, he just knocks you down and knocks you over, and he goes bye bye. Turns it to the next gear and says, "Okay, now I can start going." And I'm he out. He tramples of here. you. He tramples you. 
<laughs> he tramples defenses. Good point. Yeah. Well, there is this one play where uh, Tannehill went for the play fake, and they were sending in. TJ Watt was coming in. So they had to do, like, the quick, you know, like, fake it. And he goes in for it high up. And TJ Watt's coming in there like, oh, my God, I'm right there. He, like, uh, Derrick Henry was, like, in the process of taking a step. And TJ comes in, he just puts one hand on him and throws him like three feet the other way. And you should see the face. He's just like, I'm going to get him. Whoa. And he's just like, whoa, dude, that was TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Like he's a big man. And you just literally with one arm chucked him. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was impressive to me. I was like, holy shit, this guy can do anything. Imagine if him and DK were on the same team. Uh, it's, uh, I think they got a mini DK in AJ Brown. Yeah. I mean, I, I say mini, but like just because he's like, you know, he's 85% the size and beast of what DK is, or maybe 90% because he is. He's he's a big, fast, great route running wide receiver as well. So AJ Brown, I think he might be like top 12 the rest of the year, man. Yeah, Brad, I'd say uh, DK and AJ Brown, you know, I think their core strength is pretty solid too. I don't know, but I did look at your profile picture on the league, and it's like a 24-pack of abs, so I didn't know that about Yeah. You taught me something with that. Dude, the guy's ripped. All right, <laughs> All right enough about that. Okay. All right. Uh, Rich, on the Dallas-Washington game that you saw, I mean, Washington came out, had a nice effort. The defense played great, but – you, on the Dallas side, man, I mean, this is just turning into a complete train wreck. And I know we talked about it in the preseason, you know, uh, there's a lot to like about Dallas, but if there's turmoil and if Mike McCarthy's not the right fit, you know, how is this going to look? Yeah, I see that for sure. Um, and especially, I mean, if you're going to end up on your third string quarterback um, and, and, and your offensive line is taking injuries, it's definitely going to be a struggle. Um, so I think if Mike McCarthy can – really hone in. I mean, if, if they're going to give him the reins and say, Hey, we're not, there's no chance we're firing this guy. This is our guy. This is what we're doing, you know, back half of the season. And especially if Jerry Jones is willing to go out and be a buyer right here before the, the trade deadline and go get himself a quarterback, then I think, I think that's a situation where the, the tides can change. They're in the division. They can start putting things together. Yeah. Brad, uh, when you're looking at Dallas over there, I mean, Zeke, he just doesn't seem like he's got his head in the game, man. He's just – he doesn't seem like he's with it this year. What's going on with Ezekiel Elliott, bro? Like Zeke is a guy who likes his routine. So right now his routine is all out of whack. Yeah, his quarterback true. was not playing right. Now he's got a new quarterback coming in. Now that quarterback's going out. He's not getting fed the ball at continual pace. So he's he's just – he's out of whack, man. So his best scenario is when he's getting fed the ball 25 times a game and he can just pound the ball. So I don't know why Mike Mike McCarthy has not seen, you know, what, four, five, six years of tape of that and decided, oh, hey, I got something new in plan. Mm. That's just weird to me. That's a really good point on, on Zeke. Like, give him the ball. When when he's fed steadily, he, he wants to continue to eat. He, he doesn't mm. want to just eat sporadically throughout the day. He wants to just sit down and just, like, eat and eat and eat. And that's when he's effective. So, yeah, on the Washington side, Rich had to be good to see uh, your boy F1 Terry McLaurin. He broke loose for a big TD this weekend. 
I was I was glad to see Kyle Allen kind of settling in a little bit as the QB. Um, you're supposed to do this against the Dallas defense, so that that was good to see. Like you, you know, you're supposed to be able to take advantage of it. Uh, he just missed out on another touchdown in this game as well. So Terry McLaurin, you know, he might he might have given me the the gall to go ahead and make a trade this this day. So um, I, I'm starting to believe in all my other wide receivers. So I, I kind of shipped out on my my best wide receiver and. Um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> right on. Well, yeah, let's talk about that trade real quick, Rich. Uh, right in the middle of the episode here, but you mentioned it, man. I mean, you acquired just recently, and this is just the first one. I think you pulled off another deal here the last uh, couple hours, but the first one was Aaron Rodgers and David Montgomery. You acquired these two guys, and you sent away Ryan Tannehill and DeAndre Hopkins. So, Tell me uh, what you were thinking about, you know, when you made that deal and, you know, how you think it's all going to shake out, man. What I would say is that both parties in this deal really got, you know, a very fair deal. I I, mm. I, I usually – there's a lot of times when I'm looking for, if I can, a 55 on my side, a 60 on my side. I, I feel like this deal is honestly a, a true 50-50 deal. Um, I yes, I do give up um, star wide receivers on my own Cardinals team. Uh, <laughs> that makes it hurt a little more to let him go, didn't? That's it? the tough part of it. And, and you paired him with Kyler. I mean, and I and I put him on a team now. Well, that's what that's why the deal gets done. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the nice little pair up piece for him is to give him DeAndre Hopkins with Kyler Murray. So, um, no that doubt, that's a nice stack, man. That's oh, deadly. Yes, deadly. But what I will tell you is I've had a little, a little issue with the usage. Um, it seems sporadic from time to time with DeAndre Hopkins. He's he's getting his numbers. He's he's putting up the numbers. I just wish they'd give him the ball kind of more. Really, mm-hmm. um, he wins his matchups all day. And and I've kind of thought about that. And I've said, well, he's been on the injury report every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been an ankle injury every week. Um, it's all been out there. It's all been publicized. It's it's well publicized. Um, so that kind of led me down the path to um, should I keep him around? I, I try to uh, uh, risk averse. I'm trying to get away mm. from risk and kind of that stuff. So you know they go into the buy right now, and so I hope he gets healthy, and I hope it I hope it works out that way. Mm. Um, it, it when I when I go through about four or five weeks of having a player with a questionable. Um, every week, it, it kind of does like wear on you a little bit, and you, yeah, and you do start you that. do start to stress it. So, you know, there there's some of that in there too. And I, I like David Montgomery. I've 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 said that a lot, and I like to roll out three three running backs every week. So that's another thing for me. And one thing I was you know from the start of the season, kind of a little bit jealous of a guy like Mark and a guy like Brad, <laughs> who happen to have you know Pat Mahomes and and Russell Wilson. You know, I was like, man. You know, and, I, and don't get me wrong, Ryan Tannehill has been nothing but fantastic as well, and and put up you know seventeen points against uh, a very good Pittsburgh defense this weekend, and he's proven out and he's shelled out. But uh, something about that, you know, Aaron Rodgers and that Matt Lafleur offense, I just love it, man. I love watching it. Uh, so I, I'll make the upgrade there and get to where I'm running three running backs that I'm comfortable with. And and it, go ahead and look at Aaron Rodgers' schedule. Go ahead and look at David Montgomery's schedule, especially when it comes to playoff time. I'm looking forward to both those players. If I can get to weeks 14 through 16, I'm gonna be. I know who will be in my starting lineup. Let's put it that way. 
Well, that's good. You got a slice of cheese on your team now, man. You got Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So I do have to say, and this was this was a major deal when it comes down to this deal. I do have to give the full on recant. Mm-hmm. I have to I have to come out and say that Rich was wrong earlier. <laughs> and there was a, there was a man on our show named Jay, and Jay was right. Jay was right all along. Rogers does equal beast this year, mm-hmm. and so I I agree, Jay. <laughs> there you go. Hey Jay, <laughs> we're gonna give you a retroactive ding. Recant bell for me. Yep. For being right about that fucking guy, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Good for you. You pulled off a deal. So, and you know, like you said, you're coming off a little losing streak. You want to shake things up. And I like the deal on both ends. So you said 50, 50 and uh, yeah, I'd say it's somewhere in that range, man. I mean, uh, I can foresee it working out for both parties. Like you said, bro. Yeah. I think it's a fair deal. What do you think? What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I think it's for what you guys acquired. You said you wanted to upgrade in your quarterback a little bit and you still got a stud running back and Eddie, I mean, he's starting David Montgomery. Why would you not want to pair Kyler up with the D Hop? And he, you know, he's still got a very, very suitable backup as Tannehill. So it's not like he dropped too far off in his backup role. Yeah. So he just took that that value he had in his backup and just shifted a little bit more to his uh, flex. Good job, Eddie. Good job, Rich. Those are the two quarterbacks I was running last year. Ironically, I was running Ryan Tannehill and Kyler Murray last year. Yeah, and I mean that's. Uh... Rodgers has been a big trade chip, you know, on uh, Bushwood's roster this whole time because uh, he's got Kyler Murray. And when can you foresee Kyler Murray sitting in a game besides his bye week? It's going to be hard to keep that guy in the bunch. What do you have, 38 fantasy points this last week? Yeah, absolutely. I I think Kyler's number one at quarterback right now, isn't he? Coming out of this week? He could be, man. Definitely stellar, and that's that's I knew where to look. I mean, I mm-hmm. said to myself, "Okay, I've got I've got Brad who has Russell Wilson." I knew there was no chance. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew. I mean, I guess I could have inquired with you, Mark, but also there was a little ding for me where I don't want to stack my quarterback running back. I don't usually like to do that, mm-hmm. so that kind of like left me out of talk, even talking to you about this kind of an equation. You know, usually I like to take my deals like I said, and kind of shop them around. But I, I knew this was kind of honed into only one location. The reason it yeah. works, the reason it works is because it works. He has Kyler Murray and, and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. So it's like almost perfect. You know? And that's what I say mm-hmm. in the trade market. Things do line up like that. There are just, yeah. there are just these things that line up team to team. You know, it's like yep. sometimes there's a team and only that team can accomplish that trade. And it only makes sense for that one team. Yeah, I see exactly right. what you're saying. All right, well, we'll talk about your other trade in the back half, man. Let's get back into some games here, bro. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> trades flying around all over the place now. I want to do a trade. Well, our trade deadline is coming up, guys, November 4th. So mark that on the calendars out there. It's a little bit early, but it's uh, right. I think it's right around the NFL trade deadline, but I'm not sure. Day after. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk about what happened in Vegas. Brady and the Bucks went in to, you know, play the Raiders. And Brady and Gronk, that connection is starting to look a lot more comfortable, I'd say. And, man, this Bucks offense, they go out, they acquire Antonio Brown. That's the latest news. I think we mentioned him on Thursday as a possibility for the Seahawks. And news came down. He will be joining this Buccaneers passing offense. So just uh, Brady, Brady and these Bucks are loading up, man. Uh, they're trying to be the first team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium this year. That's what it looks like to me, man. 
I didn't even think of that in their home home stadium. Interesting. Wow. They could play a home game almost. Yep. Yeah, I started to think about it from that perspective this weekend. Is this the best team in the NFC? Mm. Because I think there's some teams to match up out there, but it's very close, man. I, I don't know if there's any team in the NFC that's as good as them. Because up and down that roster, they're they're all insane. And, you know, yeah, Antonio yeah. Brown's added. I mean, just – and seeing what Leonard Fournette brought back to the table this weekend. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's insane. Everyone is on this big bandwagon that Antonio Brown is just this miraculous help to the team. Like, has anyone not seen what he's done in other teams past Pittsburgh? I mean, granted, he is going to play for Tom Brady, but he did go to New England and he had a very short time. I know that's because, you know, previous things came up and that they cut him for that reason. So I do think he may play well with Tom Brady, so that's a good fit for him. But, I mean, he hasn't played football in, what, year and a half, two years? So, like, it's he's just going to pick up and be fantasy relevant? I mean... I don't even think he's going to be a decoy to start off. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not fantasy relevant off the bat. I could see that. Brad, like you said, it's going to take him a few weeks to get into it. But also, I would look at it. Brady is kind of the guy who made part of the push to get him. And he really liked having him for that one game, you know, in New England last year. So that makes me think that Brady's going to make a point to get him the ball, get him involved. And I mean, just think about that. Just five across. You got Evans, Godwin, you know, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Tom Brady, and then the two backs you mentioned. I mean, that is just pro bowlers and potential pro bowlers just all across the board. Well, first off, he liked Antonio Brown long before he ever got to New England. Mm. He liked him when they Pittsburgh was playing New England over the years, and he saw what amazing talent he was. So that's when he came in love with him. That's what brought him to New England. His prior experiences got him kicked out in New England. And he's like, hey, we never really developed this thing. Let's bring him back. And Tom Brady is a guy that doesn't need Antonio Brown. He makes Scotty Miller. He makes anyone around him good. So to me, he's more likely to be damaging to the team than he is to be helpful to the team. <laughs> so you have so many wide receivers and options. I mean, you have three tight, well, had three Titans before Howard got hurt. But in at least four or five different wide receivers. So let's go get, you know, a ticking time bomb. Let's bring him in here and let's possibly, you know, there is some upside to it, but there's also some downside to it. So did you need that upside is what I'm saying. I think he's, I think for Tampa Bay he's worth the risk. I think if Tom Brady says, let's do this, I think you do it. They tried to say that it, it wasn't, they weren't clearing it with Tom Brady that they made the decision on their own, but yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I think it's, they probably didn't bother to clear it with Bruce Arians, and they just asked Tom Brady. They're like, hey, you want this guy? Well, it's probably in Tom Brady's contract. If you want to wipe your ass, please clear it with me first. <laughs> you know? The bottom line with this thing, I don't. I, I would be – I mean, I know you all, you all roster Mike Evans, but it's tough. I think that's where it's tough is that – I don't think I could trust any of it now. You know, I, I, week to week, I know it. How are you going to trust it? Because mm. with all those guys there, it's just too many mouths to feed out there. And Evans is Evans is going to be you know hit or miss from here on out. I think I'm not going to be able to count on any steady production. But at the same time, am I going to want to trade him necessarily? I don't know if I want to trade out of that offense. You're just going to have to take the down weeks. I think with the with the beast weeks. Well, here's my thing with Evans. I talked to you earlier, and you said Evans is having two bad weeks. I told you if you take out the touchdowns from the previous two weeks, mm. he's had 
many bad, five bad weeks. What, two two yards and two touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, yes, 12.2 is not a bad game, but if he got you point two, that's an awful game. So it's just like it's padded stats and skewed statistics. So it looks good, but I'm telling you, if you're going to – if you've got value in Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, even Gronk. I mean, I was thinking about Gronk, but, you know, everyone knows I got this infatuation for him. (laughs) So, you know, I obviously mind over (laughs) – mind over heart. It it came through, and I was like, you know, you got a beast of a tight end waller. Stay away from Gronk. So, glad that worked. But if you got these guys, think about trades. Besides running backs and Tom Brady and defense, I don't know if you can really count on – and even running backs right now with Fournette and Jones, you can't even count on them. But if one's hurt, you can I mean, it sucks. I was I was hoping there would be a little clarity with that backfield. Um, getting Leonard Fournette back, we might see kind of what the role really was. Um, I kind of had it in my note as a broad discussion, but we've already had a really long episode. But I will kind of broadly say it. Um, you know, there's kind of a difference when these with these backfields that have very many backs. There's there's a hot hand approach. And then there's a committee with defined role approach. Yes, yes. There's a very there's a very differing scales there. There's different things that they're doing. Like LA is a hot hand approach. They've got good backs uh-huh. and they give it to a hot hand. There's not really a, a rhyme or reason necessarily to what they're doing with it. It's a hot hand. Whereas there's other other places that are deliberate. This is what you do. You hear we've got a committee. This is what you do though. Yeah, like in Pittsburgh, Connor gets the ball. 95% of the time, unless they're on the one yard line <laughs> and then they give it to smell. Like that is like exactly what happens. Yeah. I've seen that. I don't, I don't know why that is with them because especially, you know, they'll do it on like third and one stuff too. Like they'll, they'll use Snell. Yeah. If they're on the three yards out Connor all day, one yard line Snell every fucking time. <laughs> I think Connor had a touchdown reception called back on a flag. I you might've missed that Brad, but. Yeah, I did miss that. Yeah. It's all right. When you lose by 30, you can hear these things and not really – you can shake them off. Like, still <laughs> wouldn't have helped. 40. All lost by 40. I forgot. <laughs> well, before we move on from uh, the, the Antonio Brown signing, Brad, I just wanted to mention that uh, I can see where you're going with, you know, possibly it uh, causing some mayhem on that roster because, I mean, you did give us your clinical diagnosis of CTE on Antonio Brown last week, didn't you, Dr. Dabbers? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's a big-time discovery here. I mean, he obviously has it. Look at the rash behavior. He's violent. Volatile. He, he, like, he acts out. He apologizes. He acts out. He apologizes. It's classic. And and these were not behaviors he's ever once demonstrated before. That's true, man. So he was always a guy that just came to work, did his job. He was quiet, and he was just well, humble. I mean, he was a little flashy and stuff, but he was never like the Terrell Owens, you know, that big flashy, like, I want to get paid this and that. He's like, I come to work. He's almost like a Randy Moss type, you know. But then, like, all of a sudden, he gets hit by Vontez Perfect, and – Everything's fucking different. He's yelling at coaches and staff that he's never yelled at before. He's calling quarterbacks that he's had trust with his entire life fucking crazy. He gets kicked out of there. He goes. He strangles his general manager. He's having blow-ups on social media. Blows up, you know, and then he apologizes. He comes back, and then he says, fuck the world, and then he's like, wait, I'm sorry. Like, dude, the guy is a head case, man. So, like, why anyone's picking him up, it's just 
I mean, it's crazy. The man needs help. So maybe I should start like an activist team. Help Antonio Brown. You guys are still, I left for a minute. You guys are still talking about Antonio Brown, huh? This shit runs real deep, man. It's been going on for years. Brad's worried, man. Brad's worried for the man's health and safety. There's still time to save him. We were getting that medical opinion from uh, Brad over there. Still trying to save him. There's still time. He's our resident Stefania Bell. <laughs> He's not on the field. I can still save Antonio Brown. Dude, this is like Jack Bauer shit, man. <laughs> Painted on a water tower. Cool, save Antonio yeah. Brown. <laughs> the most random shit. People are just like, why does it say that? Save Antonio Brown. <laughs> Save him from himself. All right, guys. Well, I don't know. It might be around the halfway point or more. So what do you say we kick back and check on in over there with Brad? He is downed a whole bag. That's right, folks. A whole bag of uh, Select Elite Nanos, the Sour Blues. So he probably had uh, some pretty soured uh, flavorings in his mouth there because those things are kind of sour. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, that little powder they put on there is the sour stuff. It's kind of weird because yeah. some of it's stuck to the others pretty good. You're like, oh, that's not too bad. You're like, ooh, this one's pretty sour. So it's time for that herbal intermission, Brad. How's that 150 milligrams treating you, big dog? Got to be honest, it's 140. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's 140. For all our listeners, I don't want to mislead. I'm trying to be truthful here. But, uh, you know, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I have different standards when it comes to edibles, so like I'm not looking to get like crazy stone. So it's kind of weird, but normally if I get a little cotton mouth and a little spacey head thoughts, it's a good day. Spacey head thoughts. So you got any but, of that? You got any of that going on? Yeah, I get a little of the spacey head thoughts, not too much of the cotton mouth. Do you have any thoughts about Kevin Spacey in the movie Seven? Mm, he's a creep. He's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> yeah. My, the, the, yeah that he's guy, also John Doe. He's like, wait, you touched the little boys. He's like, wait, did I tell you I'm gay? And they're like, what does that have to do with it? <laughs> and it's just the weirdest okay. shit in the world. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm out of the loop. I didn't hear about that one. But that's Brad's our Hollywood insider in addition to our medical experts. So. Dude, you smoke as much weed as I do. You learn everything. <laughs> <laughs> information just pouring in at this level uh, i got some information for you guys uh it looks like espn took away a point from me so now i am only winning by like a little over one point so if they take away another uh, i might be a little nervous oh man yeah they dropped me from 12 to 11 so maybe they didn't get credit for a stack oh, i was just about to say earlier too that you're out of stat correction zone you're not. Not there. yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not with a defense either. I saw when it was at 11. You said they dropped me. I'm like, oh my God, he went to 10. I was like, he's up by 0. 0.18. God damn, dude. But yeah, so we went to 11. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, that was a tight one. By the hair on my chinny chin chin, but we'll take it. You literally what? grabbed the hair on your chin. As I, you said I know. I actually shaved today. It made me think of it. <laughs> Yo, uh, Rich, what you got anything you're puffing on? I thought I saw a vape pen light up out of the corner of my eye, bro. What you got going on? Of course I'm puffing on something. What are we, what are we <laughs> what doing here? What a silly question. What the heck are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I'm puffing on something. I got some timeless cartridge going here. I got uh, Forbidden Fruit, which happens to be an indica. I I, uh, I took a lot of sativa, so I just figured 
We're, we got a little bit left here, and I'll crash out after this, so might as well go to the might as well go to, not Sativa Land. I'll go to Indica Land. It's a whole different land. Nice. I like it here. Plus, actually, I haven't had this one. For, forbidden Fruit is fucking... It's delicious. I've had about three puffs of it already. <laughs> Indica Land, Forbidden Fruit definitely grows there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, this is... um For it to be a fruit, though, it is kind of like piney. I do find a piney taste in it. Mm. But it's good. A very good terpene. I like that, yeah. You get those piney, like, terpenes in there, man. That's always tasty. Rockin', That's dude. good shit. Yeah. I'll sleep well tonight, I think. Well, hell yeah. All right, guys. Like you said, man, we got a few more games, some one-hitters to get to, and then Sweet. a little Thursday night preview before we forget. Oh, hey, I got a little prediction, by the way. Oh, that's what Nelson we Aguilar from the Raiders mm-hmm. has been doing really well, has not dropped any balls ever since, I think, being called out by the fireman, dropping, kissing <laughs> that baby and not dropping balls. <laughs> Ever since then, he's done really well. I'm telling you, yesterday I saw him drop an easy fucking ball right through his hands, and I saw it in his eyes. He is mind fucked, and he's about to drop a lot of balls. <laughs> it is in his head now. And so I don't know what he got it out, and he was good. And that one ball, he's like, fuck, I should have had that. And now he's he's overthinking it. It's like when you start keeping that beat and you think about the beat, and then you fuck the beat up. That's <laughs> That I know exactly what you're talking about. I could see that. I think he, I think he's totally. Uh, I, I could see, I could see him being mind fucked on that one. Yeah. yeah. So just calling that one out there. It's not like anyone's really starting him. No. Uh, all right, guys. Well, a couple more games to get to here. 49ers went into New England and whooped their ass all over the field. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, I'm starting to wonder, man. I mean, what the Patriots were playing great and looking like their normal selves, Rich, up until they had that little COVID issues and outbreak with Gilmore and Cam. And, you know, the schedule got jacked up in these last two games. They have not looked good at all, man. So what are you seeing on the New England side, buddy? They're struggling, man. I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, I do know that San Francisco is playing well now. Um, so give them give them some credit on that side. Uh, Robert Sala's defense is, is playing out of their minds for sure. Yeah, even with all the injury hits they took. Yeah, yeah, they've they've looked really good. So uh, on on the New England side, I don't know, man. I, I was telling Brad earlier, I, I almost feel like they'd be better suited to run a, a regular offense with uh, Jared Stidham um, mm. and try to try to run an offense with that. They have good weapons for that. Um, so I, I think they're a little lost right now. Tap out for the most part. I have Damian Harris. He's one guy I'll, I'll hang on to since he is kind of just that formidable running back with some speed and elusiveness. So I'll hold on to him. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to be starting him anytime soon. I'll, I'll check it out and wait till it's actually playing out on the field better. Uh, but I don't mm. think I don't think any of these New England Patriots are startable. Yeah, I think the question always before, you know, was it the chicken or the egg with Brady and Belichick? Yeah. Yep. And I think it's Brady, man. I mean, you're mm. looking at it, Belichick. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a wonderful coach. But when it comes to great players, and I kind of was thinking about this today, when you have a great player like a Michael Jordan and a Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson can not take a really bad player and coach him to a championship. But a really great player can take a really bad coach, Eric Spolstra, and go win a championship. 
You know, he doesn't need him to be like that coach. He can just go do it on his own. So I think Tom Brady is that guy. He's like, you know what? And think about this. He had a defense that killed it and had zero offensive weapons. So now he goes to Tampa Bay and he's got like this player friendly coach compared to Bill Belichick. He's got all these offensive weapons and he's got a defense to, you know, if he makes a mistake, they can go get his back. Holy shit. What's Mm -hmm. not to like? And it doesn't get cold. And you ever think like what's going wrong in the Patriots is just they're tired of Bill Belichick and his ways, kind of like varsity blues in the end. (laughs) He's just like, come on, guys, let's go win. Do your job. Do your job. And they're like, yeah, go fuck off, coach. Go do your job. And they're just like giving up on him, you know. I don't want your life, Brad. Or is Cam just that bad? You know, I don't know. There are so many variables. I think it's really just a matter of the fact that Cam Cam doesn't look right, so something's fully wrong there. Okay, and then the rest of the offensive pieces just aren't that great. When you look at what Nikhil Harry is doing, he's 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 underperforming, man. Uh, Julian Edelman not looking great. They're just these wide receivers don't separate. Besides the fact that it's Cam Newton throwing the ball, the receivers kind of stinky, man. There's no <laughs> and the tight ends. They're not. It's not a good. So I almost feel like Bill Belichick is kind of setting himself up like at, at this moment I, I would think he would veer towards okay well, we're gonna end up losing some games that's fine let's just try some things out lose some games and then recharge for next year you know what i mean he had he had like eight players like uh rule uh what did they say opt out you know i think it's a reset i think at this point it's a reset for them all right, guys, next game up is the Green Bay Packers. And, Rich, your newly acquired quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think we all were predicting the Packers to go in and stomp and after that game they had in Tampa. So Houston's defense is a perfect, you know, the perfect draw for a game, you know, a get-right game. And that's what they did, man. Rodgers, I think he connected with Devontae Adams twice uh, for some big yardage, like 175 yards, something like that. Yeah, he – he tore it up to Devonte Adams. They, they didn't. I don't understand it. They I watched this whole game, but they didn't double team him. They never. They never double covered him. They're like, we got this guy. Uh, I couldn't imagine just like watching it all go down and be like, okay, yeah, like we're not going to do anything about this. <laughs> like, we're just going to let it keep happening the whole time. I thought that was that was wildly interesting. Oh. Quick thing from the uh, thinking about like shutdown corners and the opposite of that in this game. Uh, Pat P, when he was on DK, uh, they said that he was on him for 42 of 49 snaps, one reception for six yards. He wasn't on him for his other reception for 11 yards before that one. So mm. one reception for six yards. They had, they had him all shut down. I told Brad maybe they should have moved him over on Tyler Lockett for a little bit. Yeah, Tyler Lockett, uh, I don't think we mentioned him in that recap, but he had a day. Yeah, maybe I didn't yeah. want to hear about it. He actually had four. He had one one touchdown called back too, yeah. or not touchdown called back, but he almost had the fourth. Real quick, uh, from that last game, we didn't go injuries for San Francisco. Uh, just real quick, Debo Samuel with a hamstring sounds like he's going to be down a week or two, uh, and then Jeff Wilson, the 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 merry-go-round of the running backs continues there. Man, it. That, that situation, but I think Brad and I were talking about it earlier. They they produce whoever's there produces as long as they're getting the rock, man. It's a tough fucking backfield though. But uh, Tevin Coleman will come off the IR. Jamichael Hasty looks pretty good, and 
you know, Derek McKinnon's still there. So tough, tough backfield. Yeah, we'll say Pat P had a really good game too. I know we're gonna switch it up back and forth between games. Yeah, but, we'll get, uh, I thought he did really good at DK, and that's what kind of why Ty Lockett had a field day against uh, what's his name, Drake Pat, Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick. He got chewed up. He was injured, but man, they, they... Yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of tough to watch him. They knew it, and he tried <laughs> his best, and it, yeah, it was kind of hard to watch at times. Yeah, uh, but then back to the game we were on, uh, the Green Bay Packers. I thought it was um, – I did think it was interesting in that game without Aaron Jones, you know, Jamal Williams just fills right in. He he plugs right in. He does everything that Aaron Jones does. So I might be a little concerned after that week, you know, is, is it a little more where they get to that split backfield? Because I've seen that before with the Packers is that they, they will trust Jamal Williams. So – how much? How much is there to go around between the two? <laughs> well, there might be a lot. <laughs> there might be a lot. It might be enough. <laughs> no doubt, dude. Uh, all right, guys. One more game I want to get to on the full recap, and that was one we didn't mention much uh, last week. But the Jags and the Chargers. Uh, Jacksonville just always seems to get into high-scoring games to me. These shootout type of games. Uh, Justin Herbert on the Charger side was up to the task, man. I, I think he actually came out as the uh, Acapulco Gold. None of us picked him, but he had uh, 38 and a half points, something like that this week. Yeah, he had a stellar game, man. He, he, he's, he's been impressive. I, I, I kind of hinted on it earlier, but, yeah, he's been super impressive. I think you could I think you can lock him in as about a top you know, 10, 12 guys, he's, he's a starter. Yeah. He's a starting quarterback in, in fantasy football right now. I would trust it. Yeah. I think we talked last week about how he was on some people's fantasy on the, their waiver wires, and you're just like, how? Yeah. yeah. Go get him. I was actually talking to a buddy, and, uh, you know, he's in a league back home in Chicago, and he was telling me he picked up Justin Herbert, and this was like three weeks ago, and he wasn't that excited about it. And I told him, uh, just give it a few more weeks, man. Uh, I think you might see something out of him. So he did, and he's like, "Yeah, he's pretty dope." Yeah, I actually sat the Chargers defense though. Like on the on the Jag side, I sat the Chargers defense, even though on paper you like kind of look at you like uh-huh. Jacksonville. But there was a report before the game that if Minshew was not performing very well, they might move on um, and bench him. So. I actually kind of conversely on that thought, okay, Minshew's going to come out a little more focused um, and mm. try to do a little better with the ball, and he did. He did pretty well in this game, so uh, he looked pretty nice. That's that's kind of what Minshew does, though, is he he, he runs these comebacks really well. Um, so he's got a role in that, and there's just the junk time factor. I guess that's been around since the, the Blake Borders days, but um, seems to still continue with, with Gardner Minshew. All right, guys, let's get to some one-hitters before we shut this thing down. Uh, real quick, we're going true one-hitter here, gotcha. Rich. All right, so Brad, you – I like how you said true one-hitter's Rich, like he ever rambles about teams. No. I like how you passively <laughs> just said, Brad, keep one it hitter. quick and true. We're all, we're all very succinct, obviously. I mean, come on. I mean, this that. is how you work on yourself. You got to be honest. <laughs> okay. So, all right. On the Carolina side of that Saints-Panthers game, Brad, give me a one-hitter for the Panthers, buddy. Fuck DJ Moore. <laughs> I almost hit a big one. 
Yeah. They almost hit that 65-yarder, wasn't it? Holy yeah, 65-yarder. Do you want me to go on more or just keep it doing one-liner? <laughs> nope, Rich. We're, we're cutting him off. Uh, Saints, one hitter. Hit me. Uh, Kamara's still dope. And where's Michael Thomas? Yeah, where is that guy? Might have been a hit and a half. Sorry. I think collectively <laughs> we covered that entire game. That's pretty good. I love these one hitters, man. Maybe we should do like maybe we should do more like four or five one hitters. Yeah, week, man. man, we're killing these things. Get nice and rough. <laughs> Casey and the Denver Broncos. Not a game I was expecting to make a one hitter, but the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, Brad. Denver side of the ball. Hit me with a one hitter, bro. Was that snow I saw? And yep. holy shit, KCD came to play. All right, Rich, over to you, buddy. So I think I already said it, but uh, yeah, they, they do what they do, man. That that was it. Come rain, snow, they score in points, man. That's that's what they do, and then that sets up defense. So they do what they do. Hell yeah, man! All right, boom, done. One hitters, pack them up, light them up, smoke them up. Bring a paper clip to get the resin out. That's how it goes, man. You know, we could do this like whole thing in like twenty five minutes if we did that for everyone. <laughs> Be fucking amazing. I like that idea. We might want to try that out. <laughs> Look at that, Rich. Now we have a little bit of extra time to talk about your other trade that you pulled off, man. So recap me on that, bro. Can I cut you off on this intermission part? Oh boy. Give you the final recap on it. I will say this 140 is stronger than those 300 cookies I ate. Hey, there you go. You ate 300 cookies, bro? That's a lot of cookies. Dude, <laughs> who does it? What do you do on Friday nights? 300 cookies. Do yoga? Dude, actually, we have to hide the cookies from, you know, the mongrels. And you know where we hide them? On top of my dresser. So if anybody walks in, they're like, why do you got four things of cookies on your dresser, Mark? Just, just hide them from the kids. 36 inches off the floor and I'm good, man. <laughs> and the dogs. Gotta let the dogs get to them either. <laughs> 36 applies to the animals. <laughs> Well, that's good, Brad. I'm glad you're actually feeling a little bit of a buzz from, uh, you know, the edibles, an entire bag of edibles. Well, what would you rank that buzz at, man? Are you at like a six out of ten? Where are you at, bro? Oh, uh, no, like a three, four. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, you're just like, oh, this is perfect. I feel light buzz. I can do my, you know, Sunday shopping. <laughs> Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond, all those. I don't know if I'll have time. I was kind of thinking like gallivanting at the mall, but yeah. Gallivanting. You you know what's funny is I've never been to the mall with you, bro, but I think you would gallivant around the mall. That seems, that okay, sounds right to me. Bro. To see, man. Like You're like, look, it's Pacific Sunwear, dude. I haven't been in there in forever. Let's go. It's his favorite <laughs> hobby, man. Mall gallivanting. It's Pac Sun, bro. Yeah. Let's go to Pac Sun. Well, personally, I'm a pacer and I like to people watch. So, I mean, it's my gold line. <laughs> I'm going to get you some power walking, mall walking, uh, you know, leggings or something, Brad, so you can get your cardio in while you're strolling around the mall. OFP branded exercise leggings. That's what you're getting for Christmas, buddy. You need to walk a lot more if you're getting your cardio going from these walks. You need some elevation changes to get that shit going. <laughs> well, that's take the stairs instead of the escalator, bro. Come on. That's true. Look at you, Mark. <laughs> All right, enough mall talk. I don't think anybody's been to a mall in the last 10 months anyway. So let's see here, guys. Rich, I wanted to get a little quick recap of your 
second trade that you pulled off, man. What'd you do on that deal? Before last week, I got the news about uh, Joe Mixon being week to week. I went ahead and picked up Gio Bernard. I hemmed and hawed about starting him this week, but ultimately decided to start McLaurin over him, and and that was technically the right choice. I mean, they both put up points, so that was nice. Went ahead and shipped him. I kind of picked him up on purpose, kind of in in the in the thought that I would like to maybe work out a trade, and I shipped him over to the Joe Mixon, the guy who rosters Joe Mixon. Got him for Gio Bernard. I, I shipped him for Amari Cooper. Mm. So um, I think we were talking about it earlier. This is an ugly situation, um, and it has been ugly pretty much most of the year. Um, it might get uglier, or it might um, it might improve. I, I think I am kind of banking on. I think Jerry Jones might go pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick. I got okay. I got a sneaking suspicion that that just lines up too well. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Miami has to still be willing to do that too to give up Fitzpatrick yeah. behind Tua. Now um, he's a nice backup to have. So oh yeah, there's other and with Tua's injury history, they they might. Uh... There's other options, though. There's other options. There's some other things I'm kind of thinking that could play out, that could happen. So I, I take that on perspectively. Um, I mean, Gio Bernard, especially after my other trade, he's not going to crack my starting lineup. I don't. I don't need right. him. I don't need him on my roster for anything. So mm-hmm. the best, the best pieces I thought I could take, uh, I offered it both ways. Was Amari Cooper and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, our namesake, our the guy in our title song. I did try to, I did try to acquire him today. I, I felt mm. like that would be nice. I, I, I do think that offense is pretty nice, so I like that too. But um, I'll take on the prospect of Amari Cooper getting a real quarterback. I think um, I've heard some rumors. I mean, the, the Jets could be sellers coming up here at the deadline, and the Jets could mm. could be telling themselves that they're okay to move on and really tank it out and tank for Trevor, try to get Trevor Lawrence in there. Um, and move on from Sam Darnold. So if Sam Darnold ends up in Dallas, man, I think I could get on board with that. Dude, I just had a flashback of when Arizona had Josh Rosen on their team, <laughs> yeah. and they were thinking about picking up Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And there are there people, there was like literally 50-50. Half the people like me were like, mm-hmm. dude, go get Kyler. Yeah, obvious. He's mm-hmm. going to be special. And then these other people are like, you just wasted all this capital on this draft pick. Yeah. Give him a couple years and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you look at now where Josh Rosen is and where Kyler is, and you're like, maybe the Jets should do the same fucking thing. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Darnold's much better quarterback than Rosen, but it just seemed kind of parallel situations. Darnold definitely seems like he needs a change of scenery, but, you know, just ask Le'Veon Bell. I think a lot of Jets probably think they need a change of scenery. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, man. Uh, yeah, I like that deal, Rich. I, I like the idea of uh, – well, I mean, Cooper's a certified stud in that offense in past years. You know, granted, they got McCarthy in there now. Things are running a little different, the Dak injury, but you're just banking on the talent will shine through uh, – and he, like you said, maybe the QB situation improves because it's Jerry Jones, man. He's he's not afraid to go out and spend and bring somebody in to try to salvage this season in a terrible division. And I think after two games, regardless of the concussion of Dalton, I think he can kind of see that Andy Dalton's not going to be that guy. I think it was pretty clear that it was not working right out the gate mm-hmm. with him. But yeah, I, I – I, um... oh, geez. <laughs> Poof. John, dude. 
fucking I I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe just poop over here because I got an idea. Yeah. Oh, so to me, you're Jerry Jones, and this like normally, if you got your what two, what's the record? Two and five, right? Yeah, I think so. And they got lucky in both wins. Half game out. So yeah, <laughs> and they're half game out. You're mm-hmm. Jerry Jones, and you're sitting back. You got a five billion dollar stadium, mm-hmm. and you're. You know, obviously you can't sell seats for it, but yeah. you're trying to build this brand and this image. And you're like, why don't I go fix this giant colossal problem I have with not having a starting quarterback? And you're, you're going back, you're like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go roll out Dalton. And mm-hmm. then you roll him out and he gets that massive fucking concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got rocked. It's not a deal done between bringing the quarterback in. It just fucking floors me that they're going to go third stringer on this. It could still come down this week or possibly next week. Uh, do they got a bye week coming up? I don't know. But still, was Dalton playing good like or playing well? No. Well, so, okay, so he has a concussion. I mean, like, dude, the, the fucking universe is trying to tell Jerry, go get a quarterback. He's like, nah. I wonder if Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles would be available. I, wonder I mean, Fitzmagic. Go get the Fitzmagic. Right He's cheap. Go get Donald for long term for the right price. Like, I definitely think go they, get a quarterback. they would probably be looking for like either like a Mitchell Trubisky or a Sam Darnold. Mm. Probably actually now that I think about this because of the money situation. You know their money's tied up in Dak this year, mm-hmm. so to bring it into their salary cap, they're going to need one of the yeah. guys who's on their rookie deal. As opposed, well, I mean, I guess Fitz, Fitzmagic might not be too much out of their out of their range. I don't know how much he's making, mm. so. Um, but that yeah. is something to consider for like what they can, what they're available to bring in. But Mitchell, Mitchell might be an option there. But Fitzmagic, uh, about Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, it's no skin off his back, man. I mean, what he gets to add another jersey to his closet. I think yeah. the guy's been on ten or eleven teams at this point. So why the hell not rock some Cowboys gear, Fitzy? <laughs> and he'll probably do well. He's just this guy. He can go to any team and produce for the most part. If he's got if he's got enough weapons, but oh, that was the point I had earlier. Uh, sneaky little fact about Amari Cooper, though. You know, he, he's underperformed and all that. He's the number eleven wide receiver right now. Oh wow, I wouldn't have expected that. Man. Maybe that was coming into this week. I'm not. I'm not sure on that. I'm not 100 percent on that. But number eleven wide receiver. So, just just a little tidbit for you. Oh, just to let you know. Just to back up real quick, Sam Darnold. Let's see. He makes seven point five million dollars. While Fitzmagic makes 5.5. Okay. So Sam Darnold is more expensive than Fitzmagic. I stand corrected. I sit corrected. All the more reason Fitzmagic should move on. <laughs> he should be a Dallas Cowboy. And, and everybody's – I think he's I think he's destined for it. Do it. Anyway, oh, trade deadline. Uh, That's what I had for you too. Trade deadline in the NFL is next Tuesday. Okay? Trade deadline in our league, I believe, is next Wednesday. Uh, and I did want to mention that – Little tidbit, they are saying that they believe most of the NFL trades will come down this week uh, by about Wednesday, Thursday, because the new COVID structures and processes that they have to go through when players Mm -hmm. change teams, they want to get the players in so that they can use them the following week. So they want to do it. They're going to want to do it about Wednesday, Thursday this week. Most of the trades predominantly, we're going to see Mm -hmm. a bunch of trades start rolling through this week. Yeah, I don't know, man. If I'm going to take a Stab in the dark and say that Fitzmagic doesn't get moved just because 
that Miami's having a decent year and to throw everything on Tua's plate, they might not want to swing that way. But Dallas could always blow them away with an offer. Dude, I don't even care if they get Fitzmagic. They just need to go get someone. Mm, they got to get somebody, for sure. Tyrod Taylor, is he healthy? What about him? I don't know if he can breathe right yet. Yeah, he's got, he got a freaking punctured lung from a... What's Jarvis Landry doing? Yeah, can he play? He might actually catch some passes now with OBJ's yeah. injury. Jarvis right? Landry. <laughs> uh, Rich, any waivers? We do got waivers tomorrow night. We kind of hit a little bit of these guys. Um, Rashad Higgins, Harrison Bryant, the tight end. Uh, the handcuff guys, Hyde and Homer. Uh Chase Edmonds, he's he's available in about forty percent of leagues. So a lot of people have him, but I mean that's that's a lot of a lot of leagues where he's available. So he should be the number one ad, really. Yeah, I mean Jarvis Landry could be on some waiver wires too, and he might be worth a scoop. Yeah, I mean Especially you got to look at rumors about him going to the Cowboys, meeting his quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen with that guy. <laughs> All these rumors, <laughs> where these yeah, rumors come from. <laughs> I've heard it from two different people today that they could be a possibility. That'd be awesome. Fred's got sources, man. He does. There's some other things uh, like Devontae Freeman got injured. I mean, if you're if you're desperate for a running back situation out there, there's Wayne Gallman for the week, but he does have a tough matchup this week. Tampa Bay, you don't want to run mm. against that. So that's that's why I'd advise against it if you're only looking for this week type stuff. Uh, Michael P. Ryan. The guy I dropped, uh, I had to make a drop on him. He's he's still a good back. I I I think it's funny, man. I always have to drop people that are actually still valuable when I drop them. Mm. My God, it's tough. Every drop I make, it's like a, a tough call for me. Yep. You said that Gallman, he had a tough matchup. Yeah. I don't know why. That just to me screams perfect trap game for the Patriots or the Patriots. Jesus Christ, uh, for the Buccaneers. Yeah. The Giants know Tom Brady really well, you know, and they're probably like, you know, we're dominant, we're we're cruising, we're cruising. They take that foot off the pedal. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's got the mixins for it. But you think you're telling me Wayne Gallman's going to run on the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, no, I'm just saying the Giants as a whole are going to put up a good fight. Oh, I could see it being a good game. Yeah. We're not doing previews of Monday night game, though. (laughs) I told you that just popped in my head. You said it. I gave a precursor to it. Okay. Well, all right. That makes sense. Uh, and then I had the I had the San Francisco running back situation. Uh, tough, tough to figure out week to week. But I mean, if you can wait, wait and see who's healthy and who's starting, you could put one out there. They're they're more of the hot hand situation, though. I mean, that's that's where that delineation was coming in earlier. I think it's a key delineation because it's really tough when it's the hot hand situation. L.A., like, okay, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, who's who's getting it? Who's who's scoring? And a couple of uh, streamer defenses for week eight, guys. I Just peeking ahead, I saw that maybe the uh, Eagles against the Cowboys, you know, that might be a waiver ad. Yeah. If the Eagles are out there in somebody's league. And also, you know, I, I think in our league, somebody dropped the 49ers. D, and they're starting to play a lot better, so. Yeah. Probably gonna want to be rostered. That's what happens when your defense scores you negative points. Yeah, you say bye bye. <laughs> you say bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thursday night football. This game: Atlanta at Carolina. 
Uh, some little uh, rumblings about maybe Christian McCaffrey comes off the injury for this Thursday night game. There's also the factor of maybe they wait and give him another 10 days. So, Rich, what are you seeing on Thursday night football? I think we could get a lot of fantasy action on this game. It could be a big one. I like both these squads. I hope we get to see Christian McCaffrey back out there. That'd be great. That'd be exciting. Otherwise, um, you know, a little bit of a whole hummer, but we'll we'll watch it. Um there could be some fantasy fireworks, though, with these That's two true. offenses and bad defenses. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's defense is pretty good, and Atlantis has been playing better. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to call that we do not see Christian McCaffrey out there. No. This is merely a ploy for them to try and game plan for him. Yeah. And because they trust me, they want to rest him up. They do not want anything coming out. So yeah. they're definitely going to give him one extra week. This is just merely a game plan. Mike Davis is doing well. They have no reason to rush him. It would be one thing if they, you know, obviously had a void and still a need for him. But Mike Davis is doing well, so why not let him heal up and let him become who he really needs to be? Nice, guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just we'll be uh, broadcasting live from that game on Thursday night. So everybody make sure to check us out then. The episode will drop on Friday, and we'll give you the full recap and the preview for Week eight, which, uh, I mean, week eight, guys, that is halfway through the fantasy season as far as I can tell, man, because obviously uh, most leagues, most serious leagues are going to end on week 16, and that's our championship week. So here we go, man. We're in the full swing of it now. Yeah, the meat, the meat and potatoes of the season. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Now I'm getting hungry. (laughs) I'm definitely the only shit I eat. (laughs) <laughs> mean um, my wife's making beef stew tomorrow night now that i think about it it's gonna be amazing how'd i know <laughs> speaking of precursors mark mark <laughs> all right guys well catch us next time y'all on the organic football podcast late late bye for now Bye-bye. Ciao, babe.